that's what we're wanting to do is to get in tune with God to where that literally we can begin to hear God in a much easier, higher fashion than possibly in our past. And, and it will change life for us. It literally changed life. And then we're no more, we, do we feel like in a pinball machine getting knocked around by the bumpers of life that we begin to live life on a much higher realm and where the decisions of our life are no more linked to our know-how, but to where the decisions in our life are linked to the voice of God in our life. And when you follow the voice of the Lord, even at times where it seemed like you're going nowhere, how many of you can attest to the fact all of a sudden you find out you're somewhere? Amen. By following the voice. Go ahead and give the Lord praise if you have witnessed that in your life. And so that's what we're doing. We're, we're talking about the various ways that God can, normally speaks. But let me tell you, God can speak abnormally, Louise. And God can, the Bible even says, some of you relate to this. The Bible says he can even speak through a donkey when he wants to. How many of you feel like you've been spoken to by a donkey? Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, wives, be, hold your hands. And, uh, <laughs> but the Lord has ways of communication. But there's a heart in his communication that we, God wants us to be able to recognize. That we want to be able to recognize him. I, I don't care. You can, you can fill a room up with sound. And when usually because Lane and I have been together for so many years, usually she can walk in and in a normal tone say anything out of all of the sound. I can usually detect her sound. You relate to that? You understand what I'm saying? And that's what we want to become with the Lord. That even though the sound is so loud around us to where that we can detect his sound. And so however it comes that we can hear his sound. Praise the Lord. All right. So we're going to talk about ways now. We're, we're not saying this is certainly all of the ways. <laughs> because God's got so many, many ways that he speaks to his children. Well, we're starting in the book of Job, chapter 33. We're beginning with verse 14. Because it kind of gives us on this journey that we're on of growth. Everybody say, I'm growing in the Lord. Michael, we're going to learn more, aren't we? We're going to learn more how to. And I want to thank you for being my special friend, Michael. But, but the Lord is going to teach us and train us more how to advance in Him, how to hear Him more. The Bible says His sheep hear His voice. I mean, every one of us, we've been equipped with an antenna to hear the Lord. I, I heard uh, 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 Billy Graham years ago relate to us trying to understand God. He said it's the same way that we would have in communication with a small ant that would be crawling on the floor. They said, that's how it is with a, a master God and us. That the master God, I mean, you can scream at an ant, you can holler at an ant, you can even put something in front of the ant. But many times you can't stop its path. But all of a sudden, when a person becomes born again, the Lord's Spirit comes inside of us, and we become equipped with an antenna to hear God. Now, the voices <clears throat> that we're used to listening to, we may have to change our frequency slightly to be able to tune in to the Lord. 
I mean, so many times we've been listening to the voices of the world and they're so loud. We've been listening to voices of friends and this can be so loud. A lot of times we've been listening to the voices of enemies and we didn't recognize they were enemies. And it is so loud. And then we've listened to our own selfish voice and where it is so loud. So a lot of times then, because but we have been equipped with a special antenna from the Holy Spirit. We may need just to dial a little bit of the frequency. Then then all of a sudden we can find that in the midst of all the other voices, there is still the voice of God that's able to get through to his children. Amen. And the Bible says in the book of Job, it says, For God speaks again and again. How many can attest to that? The Lord speaks again and again. Though people do not recognize it. That's what God said. He said, you're not recognizing me. <laughs> that, <laughs> that even though I'm speaking again, and I find that God doesn't mind repeating. <laughs> you know, uh, Lane tries to train me uh, to not ask her the same question over and over again. And I have been, I, I failed to train her. So, but, but God never minds that. God never minds you asking and asking. And God doesn't mind you asking him the hard things, the hard questions. Even the questions that you would never ask other people or ever let come out your mouth. God is a safe place. Somebody say a safe place. God is a safe place where that you can ask him the hard questions of life. And then you can ask him the repeated question because God wants to confirm into all. God wants to train us. God wants to teach us. God wants to help us to be able to relate to his voice. So God doesn't mind repetition in the process of teaching. I mean, we've got some good grammar teachers here today. Amanda, you've been teaching there for so long. And, and you know that repetition is the answer for training. If I'm going to learn anything, I'm going to have to be had it repeatedly spoken into my life. And so how much God. So, and the Lord doesn't mind the training time. God knows that hearing his voice is so vital important. I cannot tell you how many times in the past that I have went through things and faced hard things and then recognized that I had been warned about them if I would have only could have listened. How many of you that same way? You can pick up those times that God warned us time and time again. And then there's been those times that I would recognize it. And then I could recognize the voice of the Lord. And, and seemingly, I would find later on that disasters were headed off simply by hearing his voice. Then there's been other times I would hear his voice and then I couldn't figure out what to do with it. And then literally sometimes the situation would end up really bad. And then sometimes, but without cooperation. It takes cooperation between us and God many times for things to really work out good in our life. Because it's not just God and it's just, just not you. It's you and God making a team to do something great in this world. And so it takes me being able to hear the voice of the Lord 
and then me being able to understand what I need to do in cooperation with that. Now, I can just go back through. Being a, being a dad, I don't see how a person could... Mariah, I know you've got the little new one there. Y'all guys, and so, so thankful. But I cannot imagine trying to raise children without hearing the voice of the Lord. Because God loves our kids more than we do. He, that's, isn't that a rest at knowing that, that God loves our kids more than we do? And because of that, how many times that, that He has spoken and, and guarded us from making a, a disastrous trip or what we feel like would have ended in disaster by God reminding, uh, speaking to our heart not to go on that or even go down a street. I mean, God gets real deep, really detailed at times speaking into our life because God wants to guard us from things. And then when we find out we're in things, God's voice has this miraculous side to it of being able to get us through it. And so the Lord wants to speak into our lives. So the Bible says that God speaks again and again. Though people do not recognize it. Then the next verse explains and begins telling us in some of the ways he speaks to us. He speaks to us in dreams, in visions of the night. When deep, steep sleep falls on people as they lie on their beds. So I believe that the reason that this one is of given the importance in this scripture is because usually at night, possibly, is a time when the other voices are not so loud in our life. And so God's trying to find a time where distractions are not as many to where that the Lord can speak to us. But that's not the only time that God speaks because the next verse opens up the world to us. The next verse said, He whispers in their ears. So God, throughout the Bible, it's recognized that God is able to speak audibly. Many people in the Bible, but more so than that, people has heard the still small voice that is heard by an inner ear instead of an outward ear. So what God says here, I want to talk. I want to warn. I want to guide. I want to lead. In fact, the New Testament brings a much higher level up to it that said that being led by the Spirit of God, I don't know what your terms of leading are. Uh, I don't call leading when God is involved in my life on a one-time-a-year basis or two times a year. I I find that leading is a a moment-by-moment occurrence and where we find that being led... That God, the Bible says that being led by the Spirit is the maturity of a son. It says that sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. What that means, as I grow, and that's and that, what that word son, that's more than a baby, it's more than a child. How many is ready to grow up in the Lord? Man, we're ready to grow up and to, and to gain sonship. We've been babies long enough, you know. It's time to grow up in the things of the Lord. And possibly next week, I'm going to be sharing with you what some of the ways that God communicates to us when we're in that baby level. But I want to stretch it out this morning just a little bit further than that. So it says, with warnings. Know what it says. God said, the reason that I'm doing that, and that last verse there, is to give warnings. God said, I'm able to warn you. 
The Bible says, the Lord in the Old Testament says, can I do a thing without I warn a prophet? Um, so God is, is speaking that he wants to reveal what's going to happen. God knows everything about everything. God is smart. <laughs> and God is intelligent. And God knows the days. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, before we ever live that day, God already knows the occurrences of that day. And so that's why the reason that God, he says, with warnings. God says, as I'm speaking to you in dreams, as I'm speaking to you in visions, as you're able to hear that still small voice on the inside of your heart, God said, I'm doing it to warn you, to give you a warning, give you a heads up. On what's fixing to happen. So that you can cooperate with me. So together we can form a team. To stop the disastrous works of the devil. In fact that's why Jesus said. That he was manifested. Was to destroy the works of the devil. If I stay on the blind side of life. I'm cooperating with the enemy. By allowing the disastrous things that he wants to happen. But if I will get out of the blind sight, take the blinders off, and begin to recognize his sheep, know his voice, and hear his voice, that there is a moment-by-moment direction that God wants to bring into our life. Amen. Wow. And, Louise, you just so beautifully uh, demonstrate this morning the ability of God to repeat and repeat and repeat. To get a work through. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So, so God's desire is to. Now I want to quickly mention. A few of the ways that God is able to speak with us. I want to talk to us about the way. That God is able to talk to us. The first way that God speaks to us. Is through scripture. I want to always mention that. Every time that we're talking about. Hearing the word. Uh, hearing God's voice. The first major way. That God always talks with us. And unless God begins to talk with you in Scripture, then know this, you're not prepared for Him to talk to you spiritually. Because the Scripture becomes the deciding factor of whether it's God or not that's speaking in my life. God will never speak into any of our lives that's opposing to what Scripture says. Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, recognized immediately the voice that was speaking to him as being the devil. Even though the devil was quoting the word of God to Jesus. Remember, Jesus led of the Spirit into the wilderness, Luke chapter 4. Remember, he was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy. The enemy came to him, and just the way the devil comes to you and I, the devil began to speak into his mind. And all of a sudden, these words began, and they used scripture at that. But they did not have the heart of the scripture. That's why you've got to stay in the word of God until you begin to pick up the heart of God. You've got to begin to stay in scripture because you can take scripture and you can cut somebody to pieces. Or you can take scripture and you can sow the world upheld. Amen. So the thing is, you've got to stay in scripture until scripture, till you pick up the heart of scripture. 
And then when you pick up the heart of Scripture, then even when the devil is quoting Scripture, you know, that's not Jesus. That's not like the Lord. That's Jesus wouldn't be telling me to do that. And so immediately the Scripture gives you direction. So that's your first test always to whether you're hearing from God. I don't care whether you're seeing from God, hearing from God, listening from God, being moved by God, feeling impression from God. Always the first test is, does it bear out with Scripture? Does it bear out what God says to you? So the, so the first place that God always desires to speak is the voice of the The second place that He always, you can look for His voice at, is speaking through people. It's God speaks through people. Now, the Lord has four categories of people that he tells us that it's given into our life to speak into our life. And that's found in the book of Ephesians where it says God gives us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. There are five, there are four offices that God gives us to speak into our life. What that means is that you can usually, in normal things, you should be able to hear God as God speaks through apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers and evangelists into your life. The Bible says, therefore, the perfecting of the saints is what it says. That means to help me grow into maturity. So God's got people that and I tell you what, I love this day that we're living in. Because I, when, when this scripture was quoted or when this scripture was God breathed out, God spoke it out his mouth the first time. People would have to travel for 20 to 100 miles to hear a voice spoken by a pastor, by an apostle, by a prophet. But now it's just as far away as that little phone you're holding. In a moment of time, you can be connected with major ministries, major prophets, major pastors, people that speak the word of God. You, what do you do? You're the testing part. You, you can hear it, but you've got to test it out with Scripture. Is this what God is saying? Is this what the Lord is saying to me? Amen? So it's a wonderful time that we're living in. Man, you can connect with people to use. Now, that's certainly not the only way that God speaks through people. God speaks through friends. God speaks through people that have a wisdom. Everybody say a wisdom. Because one of the major ways that God guides us is through wisdom. And so when you begin to hear wisdom through people that you walk with. Now I'm going to quickly give you three classifications of friendships that you need in your life. To be able to hear God through them. And Louis so pointedly has shared all three of those this morning. But the, but the first, first friendship is befriend up. Everybody say befriend up. Always have friends in your life that are closer to the Lord than you are. If you want to live a safe life, I cannot tell you how many times people have spoken into my life that were stronger than me, that could hear more than I could, and they would speak into my life that would literally head off disasters and turn around things. So be friend up. Now, the Bible says the only way you can be friend is you've got to be Friendly. The Bible says, if you're going to have friends in your life, you've got to be friendly. And that, that means there's going to take effort on my part. You're going to have to go strategically to build friendships with people that are closer to the Lord than you are. People that commonly are able to share prayer, 
the thoughts of Scripture, and they're consistently looking at the Word of God. Now, that's not hard to do. I mean, that's, that's not easy to do. I mean, it's going to take an effort for you to do that. Because what happens is, most of the time, we're only comfortable when we build friendships with peers. But that won't keep you safe. If you want to stay safe, you've got to have... One thing that Elaine and I, we've been married for the number of years, and in the process of it, then I'm more happier today than I've ever been. Now, I'm not sure about her, but... But on my, I'm more happy with my marriage, with our relationship than every man. But years and years ago, we determined that we were going to befriend some people that had gotten old and loved each other and loved God. So years ago, when we were young, we befriended people in our life and literally became our best friends. We picked those out because they loved God. And they loved each other at an old age. So we knew. The Bible says you're going to become like your friends. You hear what I'm telling you? The Bible says that you're going to become like your friends. So who your, who your friends are, you can look at. That's going to be the picture of who you're going to be eventually. If you're... If your friends only consist of people that's divorcing every other week, having problems with their mates, getting upset at the wife, that's that's you. That's going to be you. If that's your only friends in life, that's going to be you. You won't hear from God correctly like that. There is a place for that, and I'll talk about that as we walk through the friendships. But you're going to have to really work toward heaven. You're going to have to seek them out. And I found it's usually a one-way relationship when you're building up. They're not seeking you out. you got to seek them out. Man, I can remember. It was hard. Man, I didn't know any preachers. I didn't know any pastors. I didn't know anybody. I mean, I got saved, and I was the strongest person I knew. So <laughs> you can see what kind of uh, friendship I had. But then to begin to know people... And then begin to befriend them. To do that, I mean, you to be friendly, you got to begin to do things, be involved in their lives. You got to find things you can do for them. Man, I I didn't care. I just tore their Bible around. That was okay. Whatever it was, and it was usually a one-way friendship, but it was okay because when I got in a place of need, I was around people that could hear the voice of God. And that when I wasn't hearing, they could hear for me. And I remember that happening on many occasions, but let me give you one. One one occasion in that process through befriending of and a one-way relationship. Befriending of, of, a, of, a, of a brother that had been preaching a number of years. And it's hard, like I say, because they're usually busy. And so it's, it's, you have to really work toward that. But Crystal was a baby, and Crystal got very sick. And I couldn't find healing for her in any way. The church prayed for her. We interceded for her. I cured it to every doctor. Lane and I cured it to every doctor that we could find. Couldn't find any help for her. And she was literally getting sicker and sicker. And it had been over a long period of time. And we knew, unless we found a way to turn that around, Things are really going to be messed downhill for us. But because we had relationships, 
that people that were closer to God than I was had a knock on my door. And that was highly unusual because, like I say, when you build friendships up, it's usually always a one-way relationship. And it's hard because you're not, you don't feel at ease. I mean, when I'm building relationships up, I don't feel at ease because usually you, you only feel at ease when, you're, when your relationships are going out, not when they're going up. Because you're talking, somebody knows more than you do, and, and you know, they, so, so it's just, it's, it's harder that way. But because that was built, we got a knock on our door. First time this person ever came to my door. But he walked in that day. He said, Jerry Abels, I've been sent here by God to tell you. You're living far below your standard. God said, unless you get up and take authority over that spirit that has come against your daughter, that you're going to lose her. Man, he put me straight. It wasn't a nice conversation. It wasn't anything I wanted to hear. But I did what it said, and it completely changed that situation for the glory of God. Amen. You've got to have people in your life that can speak hard things to you. And it's okay. If you got your feelings on your sleeve, I, I tell you what, I have been gotten on to more by people that I would befriend up than I've ever had praise. Because that's not what I befriend up for is not for praise. What I befriend up for is for correction in my life. That when I'm not hearing that they can speak to me and they can, they can help me find change. I mean, I have been told that if I was to go through some of those times that the people that I'd be befriended up to, man, if you, I was to tell you some of the hard things that they told me, you say, well, they couldn't be saved. Yes, they was. They just had a, nims, a numbskull guy they was talking to what the problem was. Had a lot of kinks that had to be worked out of my life. Had a lot of things I had to change. And I couldn't change. I couldn't even see them. But because I befriended up, they could see them and they could help me. So somebody praise God that we can befriend up and they can hear from the Lord for us. So always keep those people in your life that can hear God. Then, then you befriend out that your peers. And that's the easy one. That's the people that they like fishing too. <laughs> or they like hunting too. Or that, that's befriending out. They love the Lord too, but, but you're on the same level. And that's a much easier relationship to handle. But God uses it. I can't tell you how many times that people that loved me, that befriending out, that I walked on the same plane with, on a day when I wasn't hearing, they were hearing. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times that they guarded me. And then we befriend down. And I don't like to use the word down. But what that means is this. There's those that I receive ministry from when I befriend up. That I'm able to minister to down. That the ministry that God gives me from up. Is able to be shared to them down. But I tell you what. Those that you minister to down. It's well worth it. It's well worth it. Because God can take a baby. How many of you ever heard God speak to a baby? <laughs> and because God can speak to a baby. I remember one such individual that I had strong relationship with, 
befriending down. Now, I would, I've eaten several times with this individual, and we've had a, a wonderful fellowship. But it was always ministering down. She had difficult problems. I remember she had addictions in her life. And so God was continually using me as a voice of reminder in her life to try to stop that. But one day I was set on a trip. And I really hadn't prayed over the trip. And uh, it, was a, it was a trip. It was just to Little Rock. Back then, though, man, that was a major trip for us, you know. Wow. I, you know, I, 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 I have traveled the world one time, went to El Dorado one time, you know. So, but, but that was a, like a major trip for us. And then, and, and Lord behold, we got a knock at the door again. And it was the lady that had all the addictions. And she said, Jerry, last night I had a dream about you. I said, I didn't know anything to do but to come tell you the dream. And in the dream, I was on a trip. She described the place it was. She described the way it was. And she said, a bad accident happened. So I thanked her. Because babies can minister up too. And those that I spent in there. And that lady, literally, no. We prayed about it. At that time, we felt it was okay to still make that trip, but to do it cautiously. When we made the trip, cautiously this time, not like it was in the dream, I went by the... When I got to that place in that road, it was recognizable from the dream. And God carried us safely through. Do you see what I'm saying? It's so important that people are able to speak into our life. And what it does, it keeps us right. It keeps us from being prideful. Are you telling me how to live? I'll tell you how to live, you know. I mean, it, it keeps us, our heart right. It keeps us humble. And then it keeps us thankful. Amen. And the Lord is able to guide. So praise the Lord. So the Lord desires to. The second way God wants to speak through people. And let me encourage you. Allow the Lord to use people in your life. All through the Bible. Everybody say all through the Bible. Don't, don't go sleep on me. I'm, I'm, but all through the Bible. All through the Bible. God used people. Speaking to people. The voice of God. And scripture after scripture says. They spoke. I, I heard God through them. God used that all, all through the scripture. God used people. So you let people speak into your life. Now sometimes. They may be just getting even with you. You understand? What do you do? You go to the Bible and you judge it, man. How many are thankful for your Bible? Man, you've got a judge to judge everything about your life. <laughs> oh, you're able to judge and say, that's not the heart of God. Because sometimes people will come and they'll speak things into your life. And, and literally they're speaking jealousies out of their heart. 
or they're speeding criticism and you have to be willing and knowing the difference there. And that God will be faithful. The Bible says that his spirit will bear witness with your spirit. God has a way of confirming things into your life. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. So God used people. Third way. I'm not going to get to the fourth way today. So the third way is, and this is where we'll close it, that God speaks through worship. And uh, these are supposed to be just reminders. I was trying to get that fourth way. There's so much on every one of them. But God speaks through worship. God is able at times of worship. You've got to allow yourself to enter in. The Holy Spirit will urge you into these higher levels of worship. And the Bible says something miraculous happens in worship. Uh, Not if I'm listening to worship, uh, but if I'm participating in worship, something miraculous happens. Now, we have it made in this technology world, technology world we live in. I carry a worship service with me everywhere I go. You do too. It's called iPhone. It's called YouTube. Everywhere we go, we can worship with us. That's why most of you, in fact, I think I, I preached with it last Sunday. I didn't even recognize I did. I usually keep a little earphone in. For that reason. Because I can have a worship service from the time I leave out of my office to walk in here. It's important sometimes. It's important sometimes that I hear from the Lord. Sometimes it's more important than other times. But sometimes it's really important that I hear from God. But it's not enough for me to hear in worship. I've got to be participating in that worship. So we have to learn to do that. We have to learn to cue in with God wherever there's that moment to worship Him. We have to to train ourselves. Literally, we have to train ourselves to take these stimulus for, for worship and, and to recognize these are only stimulants and it's not true worship until I worship. But at the moment I worship, it becomes a magnet to the presence of God. And literally it's just like air being sucked into a vacuum. you begin to worship it sucks God in the mist now the important thing about that is a lot of things but one of the very major things that's important about that sometimes I need to hear and sometimes I need to receive And worship offers to me the ability to be in a place where I hear, but to also 
So be in a place where I receive. Because when God comes, everything comes. <laughs> when God comes, everything comes. Strength comes. Grace comes. <laughs> Inspiration comes. And sometimes I'm just listening for a word when what I need is the strength and the grace to handle that load that I'm walking under. See? But God knows all of that. <laughs> Somebody give the Lord a hand and God knows all of it, man. God knows all of it. And God knows all of that. He knows to where the load that I've been carrying has almost gotten me to the breaking point. He knows where the burden that's filled my heart is almost to the tipping point. So when I worship, He comes. Right now, there's a there's a broken heart that's here. I heard that whispered in my heart that there's healing for your broken heart right now. Because I've just been talking about worship, man, and God, God's God's been coming to that cry of worship. It's like when you begin to worship, God can't stay away, man. When, when you begin to worship God, He can't stay away. He said, he said I got to get to it. I got to get to it. You know, it's like the Lord comes running and He can't stay away. He's got to get there. And when God comes, everything that He is comes. So my strength. saith the Lord I've called you to myself time and time again I hear your heart saith the Lord I hear your heart as it yearns for me but God says to you the distractions the distractions the distractions have overpowered that desire so you, my child, if you would begin to quieten yourself and begin to steal yourself, you would finally know. So God says, I call you. 
move you into that special place that you know that you were ordained to live, saith the Lord. I call you into that special place. <laughs> that mountaintop experience that I've had with so many of your predecessors, saith the Lord. Because I remember when Moses walked up to me on the mountain. I remember when Elijah sought me in the cave on the mountain. So your God says to you, come up. Lay aside the distractions. Lay aside all of the noise that tries to be in your life and draw close to me. And you will find everything, everything that your heart has ever desired, saith the Lord. Give you praise. Lord, I thank you. Now that's that came to me as as I just began to talk about worship. And then I began to hear a still small voice inside me that began to get louder and louder even though I was preaching out here inside God was saying things the Lord just wants you to know that he's going to help you get to the place of hearing him and then he's going to help you to get into the word to where you'll be able to judge what you're hearing. <laughs> man, God's going to do some wonderful things. Can you say amen? Woo, the Lord's going to do some wonderful things. Who here this morning needs to make some things right with God? Go ahead and stand up right where you are. If you say, Jerry, I just need to make some things right with God today. Go ahead and stand and we're going to pray together. Because that's always important. That's always, I just need to make some things right with God. The Bible says, gives us the promise in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. It says, if we confess our sin, that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In fact, confession is the way to healing. The Bible says that as I confess, that I find healing for my soul. So not only is the Lord willing to forgive us God's willing to heal us Amen so let's just pray together Father in the name of Jesus I come Lord with my friends here today and Lord a lot of us have messed up and Lord and we're not ashamed to to stand up and, and confess that I messed up <laughs> to receive your forgiveness Lord Lord, the Bible says, if I will confess my sin, that you will be faithful and just to forgive me. And Father, right now, we just whisper that in your heart. We just whisper, say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to make a mountain out of this molehill, God. I'm just going to be sorry for what I failed you doing. And because I have faith in your love and faith in your grace, Lord, I receive 
your forgiveness into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. 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 Before we're through in this series, you're going to feel things you never felt before. Some of you are going to see some things that you've never saw before. And many of us are going to hear some things that we've never heard before. And many of us are going to walk out changed like we've never been changed before. Give the Lord a clap offering. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. God bless you, keep you, cause His face to shine upon you, and give you peace.